Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, folks. Today's show is brought to you in part by Untuck It. Ever wonder why traditional button-up shirts look so long and baggy? That's because they were never meant to be worn that way. Untuck It shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. This is the one you've been looking for. Untuck It is the original untucked shirt. No tucking. Have you gotten that? No more tucking and no tailoring needed. Buying shirts used to make me crazy. It was impossible to find shirts that fit. But now Untuck It has changed everything. Their shirts fit because they make one for every kind of guy. Tall like me, short, slim, even guys with huge, huge muscles and guys of every different age. Untuck It shirts come in 50 different fits. You can check out my black V-neck oily bohunk t-shirt from Untuck. By the way, I'm calling it the oily bohunk t-shirt because it kind of looks like that. Over there on my Instagram account, that's the Bob Seska on Instagram. And yes, they'll have your fits too. They even offer free shipping and free returns on all U.S. orders. And right now, you can get 20% off your first purchase at untuckit.com with the promo code B-O-B-C. Don't put this off. Go now to untuckit.com or visit one of the 50 Untuckit stores in the U.S. and Canada and try one for yourself. If you want the perfect fitting shirt, no matter your size or shape, try the original Untucked shirt, Untuck It. Thank you in advance, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Tell me to go f*** myself and I'm supposed to apologize. Yeah. You break my window, I'm supposed the to The Helsinki job was mine. The Helsinki job was not yours. If it was yours, you'd be in Helsinki. Alan Wolf stood in the Alan office. Alan Wolf is no longer yeah, the it was on the Alan books. Wolf is no longer the director of European operations. He does not make those appointments I do. Promises were made. Not by me. I've been with the company for 24 years. I was posted in Greece for 15. Papandreou wins that election if I don't help the junta take him prisoner. I've advised and armed the Hellenic army. I've neutralized champions of communism. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish, which should come in handy here in Virginia, and I'm never ever sick at sea. So I want to know why I'm not going to be your Helsinki station chief. Your course. Excuse me. For Helsinki, I need someone with diplomatic skills. You don't have them. Is that right? That is right, and I don't know why the hell I didn't fire you when you broke my f***ing window. Oh, yes, sure you do, Cravely. Look, Gus. Yeah, you're f***ing Roger's fiance, and you know I know. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Yeah, yeah, you're dignifying her in the ass at the Jefferson Hotel, room 1210. But let me ask you, <laughs> the 3,000 agents Turner fired, was that because they lacked diplomatic skills as well? You're referring to Admiral Stansfield Turner? Yeah, the 3,000 agents, teaching every goddamn one of them, first or second generation Americans, was that because they lacked the proper diplomatic skills? Or did Turner not think it was a good idea to have spies who could speak the same language as the people they're fucking spying on? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but you can hardly blame the director for questioning the loyalty to America of people that are just barely Americans in the first place. Yeah, well, I'd like to take a moment to review the several ways in which you're a douchebag. Get the f*** out of my office. Yes, sir. The old rules are the new rules, the new rules are the old rules. These were new rules. These were rules that were here all along. Bob Seska. I don't know what we're yelling about. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, September 19, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap in the universe. Go to BubbleGenius.com and buy a crap load of soap. How about that? 
Oh, by the way, my name is Bob. Hi, what's up? What's happening? Hello, Bob. Hi, day 973 of the Trump crisis, day 8 of the impeachment of Donald Trump, 411 days until the 2020 presidential election, and it's time to bring in the goth ninja! Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast uh, at sexyliberal.com, also at from-the-bunker.com, and also T-Rex David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash T-Rex Report. My name's Eric. <laughs> Welcome to the show, both of you. Um, I'm going to do this now because David was insisting before the show that I set this up. At the bottom of the show, after the, uh, after the commercial break, we're going to play a song in its entirety, and it's a very special song. I'm not going to say... Uh, who the recording artist is until we get to the song. But uh, suffice to say, there will be an entire song. It's under three minutes, and I hope you don't press the fast-forward button on your podcast players. <laughs> You're required to listen to this entire song because it's damn good and it's really fucking special. So there you go. A big darn deal. How about that, David? Was that good enough? Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I came in here all fired up and ready to, like, spit, you know, venom, and now I'm all, like... <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> okay. Madison Square Garden. Neither square nor a garden. Discuss. <laughs> right, right. Well, I guess we got to talk about this uh, promise that Donald Trump apparently made mm-hmm. to a, a foreign leader, which is... <gasps> Putin's puppet says what? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, well, it was either Putin or the Prime Minister or the Dutch Prime Minister. It was one of those two. Right, guys. I'm going with Putin. I'm going with I mean, Putin. He, we we do the the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, of the capital K Kingdom. What, what, what did you has been you, ruled you, out here? You, could, the, you, you know, do, what's his name? You want? I can't think of his name. The MBS Saudi Crown Prince. MBS, yes, yes, MBS. <laughs> well, I, I, they've narrowed it down to possibly five people that Trump spoke to sometime around late July, early August, and that was... And he's uh, not on that list, okay. Uh, yeah, Putin, it was Pooty Poot, it was Kim Jong-un, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Uh, the Prime Minister of Pakistan uh, and and the Prime Minister of uh, of the Netherlands, I believe it was. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure which of those, and I forget who the fifth one was, but it's the mystery call. I, I, I'm just going to say it was the mystery call because I don't remember the fifth possibility. But those four, uh, obviously, it's either Kim Jong-un or it's Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump promised something. And there's a whole story that's now developed around the cover up with this mm-hmm. where a whistleblower, as many of us know by now, a whistleblower went to the uh, office of the inspector general, of the intelligence community, the ICIG, which is my favorite new acronym to pronounce um, <laughs> about this. Phone call. ICIG. Well, I mean, the thing I keep thinking, uh, Goth Ninjas here is... It sounds is, like a rapper. <laughs> ICIG. Yeah, exactly. Or a Star Wars droid or something like that. It's like my favorite bounty hunter from Empire Strikes Back was ICIG. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Nerd. Yeah, do I get one of these? <laughs> What can I say? Here's see. Let me just say that in my brain there is this terribly sordid uh, BDSM relationship going on between <laughs> Trump and Putin, and the promise was something like, you know, I want you to wear the nipple clamps while we're on stage in Helsinki. You so, know, like, so your theory involves to- nipple clamps, as it should, as it sh- as any theory should regarding national security. Yes. You know, he's like, I want you to get down on all fours in the Oval <laughs> Office and bark like a dog and beg me. You know, like. Maybe that's the compromat. Maybe that's what we're looking at in terms of something. Maybe there's a tape. <laughs> and that's what, speaking of tapes, that's what I keep thinking. Lordy, there's got to be tapes. I mean, this is a a, a national security a intercept. Phone an, call. an intelligence community intercept of. Uh, a phone call, and of course, this is what they do all the time. They monitor all of these calls. Uh, of course, any call, as we learned during the Edward Snowden fiasco, mm-hmm. any call between someone in the United States and someone outside the United States is uh, being intercepted by the NSA anyway. That's you know, we can have the whole debate as to whether that's right or wrong. That's beside the point. The fact is that it was intercepted. This call was listened to. Donald Trump confirmed like an idiot. Trump is a fucking idiot. On Twitter today that it was a phone call. There was only <laughs> there was only one fucking source in the Washington Post article about this. Only one source saying and it was a former administration official said that it was a phone call. 
But Donald Trump became the second idiot source in all of this because Donald Trump is crazy. Trump is crazy. Yeah. He, he said dry sand affected it is basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, okay, do, for the listeners, do you know what the dry sand effect is? And it does not mean to actually collect awards. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like some famous people collect African orphans. Yeah. No, it's like, <laughs> Oh geez. Dry sand effect. Like Barbara Streisand got really mad when uh-huh. some newspaper printed, the location of her Malibu beach house. I think mm-hmm. it was Malibu. And maybe even like an aerial for like a map of yeah. the coastline. And she got livid about it and sued them and it became a much bigger deal. Wow. And then everybody in the country knew where Barbara Streisand's Malibu beach house was. <laughs> Not smart. Um, and that's why they call it the Streisand effect. Uh, yeah. Is when, you know, there's a small news item and you kick up a fuss and you make it a big news item and embarrass yourself even further. This, uh, what's his face? Um, from the Trump, I mean, from the Bush administration, that uh, John Bolton, Donald. No, no, he was the director of the Pentagon for a while. Oh, Donald um, Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld did the same mm-hmm. exact same thing. Yeah. When they printed like the neighborhood where his like country house in Connecticut was, you know, and he sued the New York Times or somebody, and then now everybody knows where to go. Well, but anyway, that's what Trump did with this phone call when he said there was a phone call, but I don't know anything about that shit. And it's like, well, now we, of course he's confirmed he's just Streisand affected the phone call. We yeah, exactly. Know it Again, there was only one source, so he has backed up. He's he's he himself through his. Stupidity. Trump is a fucking idiot. Uh, has created a second source. Now listen to these tweets. These are two tweets back to back. He said, "Another fake news story out there. It never ends. Virtually any time I speak on the phone to a foreign leader, I understand that there may be many people listening from various U.S. agencies. Not to mention those from uh, uh, the other country itself. No problem," he said. Uh, knowing all this. Is anybody dumb enough to believe that I would say something inappropriate with a foreign leader while on such a potentially heavily populated call? I would only do what is right anyway and only do good for the USA. Not, and he rhymed that. Okay, by the way. A, he didn't write that. No. Oh, I know he didn't write There's that, but no he rhymed. He wrote that. His little social media goon wrote that and yeah. he published it, but that's too coherent for him. But he rhymed the last part. Holy <laughs> populated. I would only do what is right. Like, I would only do what is right anyway and only do good for the USA. That's like a song lyric right there. I'm expecting that to show up in the next Lee Greenwood anthem. A league, yeah, that I never, ever, ever <laughs> want to <Greenwood>. hear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so you notice here in these tweets, not once they say, well, I wouldn't do that because it's the wrong thing to do. No, that's not anywhere in there. <laughs> it, it's, I wouldn't do that because I would get caught. That's the sign of a fucking crook right there. That's what brings us to Lewandowski, where he says, I'm under no obligation to not lie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, He's we'll get like, to Lewandowski. I'm under oath. I don't I'm not under any obligation to tell the truth to anybody. Yeah. We'll get to Lewandowski here in a second, Mr. Producer. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the promise, that's the big question. Like, what did he violate? What kind of national security did he violate uh, that would rise to the level of being urgent and troublesome. I mean, that's how the inspector general described that to uh, the Washington Post, I believe. And nipple clamps. Yeah, yeah, it could be nipple clamps. <laughs> Nothing could be more urgent than the nipple clamps. Only maybe a cock ring is a little bit more urgent than the nipple clamps. I'm just thinking of different. No, I don't hardware. think then you've clearly never worn either one. Nipple clamps, just... <laughs> so nipple clamps are a lot more demanding. But, yes, they are. Um, I mean, the one thing that it the one thing that it could be is um, remember we talked about this on the show already that Donald Trump is defunding um, all of these different programs to pay for his goddamn wall. It includes right. more than $770 million from an initiative started by the Obama administration to shore up European defense after Russia's invasion of Ukraine in 2014. And so Donald Trump is actually cutting all of that crap. He's cutting it. The cuts, which include upgrades to airfields in Slovakia, ammunition storage in Poland, special operation forces facilities in Estonia, come at a time when the Trump administration is also withholding $250 million in military assistance to Ukraine. So it's $770 million for this European defense fund, plus another $250 million to defend Ukraine. And this story came down at the beginning of this month. So is this the thing? Is this the thing that was promised? Because remember, this reporting ends up on a delay, right? So there's a, a gap of time between when the events happen and when they get reported out. On top of all of that, 
right around the time that this whistleblower came forward in early August, that was right around the same time that Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats resigned, mm-hmm. which is uh, mm. maybe connected. I don't know. I, I don't know. Is that why Dan Coats resigned? Because he got information along this, these lines that Donald Trump was badly violating national security and said, you know what? I'm not going to be a part of this. I'm not going to be dragged down in the giant suck of the Donald Trump uh, moronic incompetence. And it's just, it continues to amaze me, and we'll get into this more when we're talking about Corey Lewandowski later. It continues to amaze me the number of people who do stick around and continue to uh, circle the wagons around Donald Trump, putting their own careers on the line to defend this guy, and it can't be because he's such a great guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not, mm-hmm. he's not a good guy. Uh, interpersonally, politically, on any strata, Donald Trump is a horrible, vile, monstrous human being. And I don't I know why he, all these I, people are sticking their necks out to defend him. Because I think I know where he got all the scrotum skin to make his big <laughs> basketball head. Wow, where did he get the He's scrotum skin? He's got all their balls in a briefcase. There you go. <laughs> I think so. I think that might be it. Um, it just, I, you know, or something. He but I mean, like, I mean, it must be like part of the deal. Like you sign your NDA, you go to work for Trump, and then all of a sudden you start getting emails of like compromise of yourself. Yeah, you know, yeah. Something where it's like, you know, like, by the way, you're here forever. Or so, you know, but I mean, we, we discuss him as a cult leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he does apparently inspire a kind of feverish, blind, my frontal lobe is disconnected loyalty <laughs> um, yeah. that is disturbing. Yeah, yeah. When I you mean, look at how many people, but also, I mean, the, the fact that he's been dangling pardons, I think a lot of these people just think that, you know, he'll be able to give them a get-out-of-jail-free card so they're free to just, like, strut in front Mm -hmm. of the government like Roger Stone or Corey Lewandowski, um, and then eventually they'll, you know, Big Daddy will will get them off the hook. Yeah, and they Mm -hmm. also don't understand that they're exposing loopholes that if everything goes well a year from now, a year from November... Um, those loopholes are going to get closed and and not too soon. It's never too soon to get those loopholes closed because now what we're seeing is massive abuses of executive authority. Uh, I mean, the unitary executive in operation right now is basically what Mm -hmm. we're experiencing. It's the culmination of every uh, Dick Cheney wet dream that has occurred (laughs) in the last 40 to 50 years. And that's all happening. It's really 1984. Everybody needs to go back and read Orwell now. Because the yes. minister, that like the Department of Justice is giving awards to the lawyers who represented Kavanaugh in his hearing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like that—that that is not justice. No. The, it is now no. officially like the Ministry of Injustice, and you know when you look at um, national intelligence, yeah. what, can we change the name to National Ignorance, please? <laughs> like it's just like the Director of National Ignorance wants to hide this whistleblower's report. I mean, I just I have trouble calling it that the intelligence community when it's run by somebody like that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because now we have the acting director of national intelligence refusing to testify before Congress or handing over any of the whistleblower complaints to Adam Schiff and the Gang of Eight. And Uh, that's his job. Absolutely, it's his job. And, And, you know, this is something that Dan Coats would have complied with. Mm -hmm. Um, And Dan Coats is gone. Strange timing right around the same time, going back to my theory on all of this. Meanwhile, the ICIG, uh, our favorite Star Wars droid, refused to answer questions in a closed session with Schiff's Intelligence Committee today. So this was in a closed door session for national security purposes. And this asshole continued. And remember, the inspector general is a political appointee. Mm-hmm. In every department, Donald Trump has appointed the inspectors general in all of those posts. So, of course, the ICIG is refusing to answer questions to Adam Schiff. But once again, you know, it's this circling of the wagons around Trump that, again, I, I, I can't help but to go back to my NDA theory that maybe that's part of it. Maybe there's some sort of executive privilege that's keeping them from doing it. I guess that was the case in, in this circumstance. But See, I mean, who the no hell knows? way is Corey Lewandowski entitled to executive privilege. No, he no, of ne- course no not. He's never worked for the White House. He's never been a government employee. He's been a lobbyist and a CNN shill 
and uh, the campaign manager that screwed Hope Hicks. Yeah. So, so do you guys, I mean, legitimately, um, nipple clamps aside. Clamps. Yeah. Um, would you guys have any theories on what the promise was and who it was to? I mean, obviously we think it's <laughs> Vladimir Putin, but I mean, it, it really could be anything. And, and, you know, I go to this, this is one thing, I, before I get your theories, I want to leave off with this, which is that I, I have a sense that this is going to be something that's, either more uh, pressing and, and more dire than we're expecting or much, much less. Because as we've seen with a lot of these stories, sometimes once they finally play out, they turn out to be not quite what we've theorized because, of course, we're building all this up through conversation on social media and on the podcasts and so on. And then it becomes this major thing. But then sometimes it's not quite uh, reaching that level of urgency. Uh, but it seems like this is pretty goddamn urgent, don't you think? Jody, I mean, do you have mm -hmm. any ideas in terms of what this might be? Uh, you know, it, <laughs> he could offer anything to, to anybody. Hi, I'll yeah. give you my country. Yeah. I mean, to just it, it's so easy to just go to the worst mm -hmm. because it's him. When I'm believing Iran over my president, <laughs> I, I, I take issue, you know, where I'm yeah. like, well, maybe Iran's telling the truth about the whole Saudi thing, because that's also where the, the, the destruction of the oil thing was. Wasn't the mm -hmm. refinery. It's they're going to be up. They're up and running. Yeah. So would you really want to risk a world war, basically, over something that wasn't actually destroyed? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw, put on a blindfold and throw a dart at a dartboard and say yeah. it may have had something to do with the Arctic and drilling rights and oil. Oh. Oh, yeah, maybe, um, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Is that Does that rise to the level of urgent and, and troublesome? We need the Arctic. It's a flyover that we use for a lot of military refuelings and stuff when they're not stopping by Trump resorts. Um, <laughs> Well, but I mean, I think you could also, I mean, really, the, the to me, the, Occam's razor says it was about dismantling the defenses of Europe and making Europe yeah. more vulnerable. Giving over any and all of top secret information he's got. Yeah, I mean, there was that, too. I mean, he's done it before. He did it with Lavrov and Kislyak in the, mm -hmm. in the Oval Office, for God's sake. Yeah, just giving up more secrets that they shouldn't have. Yeah. In possession. I mean, we know that they broke into our the FBI and everything, what, in 2012 or 13 or whatever. We know they've been meddling around in our intelligence already yeah. maybe he just said here here's the passwords well that's gonna be their big defense the big defense and it's it's kind of happening already that donald trump has the authority to declassify anything yes, he, he wants it's like mm -hmm. that scene from uh, the president show tony atamanek where he's playing trump mm -hmm. and he says you know i just i declassify everything i touch anything that's classy i declassify it um, <laughs> every time I, I think of him declassifying shit, I think of that scene. But it's uh, one of those things where, yes, he has the authority to declassify anything he wants. But the question is, should he? I mean, right. should he be revealing this kind of information on Lavrov and Kislyak right. in the Oval Office? Should he be making promises like this to Vladimir Putin or the prime minister of the Netherlands? I, you know, no, I don't think so. It, clearly, this is something where one of the members of the intelligence community has now decided to put their necks on the line to expose this and they're going through proper channels and I can't emphasize enough how important it is. I hope there's no one calling for this person, this whistleblower to come forward because that would be a disaster. This person has to remain as anonymous and as um, on the level as possible, moving through channels rather than stepping out and going to the press. But I guess that would have to be a last resort. But if, if this whistleblower came out and uh, revealed themselves then, of course, the conservative entertainment complex, the vast Trumper army, the Red Hat army, would turn on that person and, and refer to them the as, as a... The Well, it'd be a leaker. I mean, it would be a matter of framing the person as a leaker rather than what, as a whistleblower. What, couldn't, the, couldn't the whistleblower voluntarily go to Adam Schiff? Well, that's just it. I think that's got to be the next step. I, I think that's... To. Yeah, because nothing is happening here. The, again, right. the, the wagons have circled. They're stalling. They're making sure that... The, the House of Representatives doesn't get a goddamn thing when it comes to everything that they're investigating. I mean, again, this is unitary executive theory in, in operation right now. They believe that the White House is the supreme authority in the United States government and is not answerable to any other branch of government. That is the unitary executive theory. And they're playing it out now. And it needs to be destroyed with fire as rapidly as possible. Because as we're seeing, we have a completely incompetent president. I mean, this guy may think he's yeah. got the authority to do all of these things. And the law may say that he does. 
but he's too moronic to be able to decide what is worthy of being declassified and what isn't. He's just doing this based on who likes him and who doesn't like him, who's praised mm-hmm. him publicly, who's going to do something for him, what's in it for him. He's using it as oh a bargaining chip. Can we talk about Cookie Roberts for just one second? Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just He just, you know, this is a woman who devoted her entire life to pub- to journalism to public journalism she was never going to be a millionaire yeah mm-hmm. she helped found NPR and create the, its news voice and everything and she dies and the only thing that the president can say is she wasn't very nice to me yeah yeah right it's, it's always got to be about man. him it's I all mean, about he just, him I'm sorry I just I Oh, I mean, like if he was, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what was that that was right there along with this. That was like the T-Rex version of that. I just like I just want to drop him into a paper shredder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Secret Service. That is um, David Ferguson. His nickname yes, is he T-Rex. Lives in and Georgia, Georgia. Um, nowhere yeah. near the D.C. or Los Angeles areas. Yes, as if anyone would take him seriously. Like, oh shit, David Ferguson's coming for the president. It's going to stick him in a paper shredder. <laughs> like, oh God, need to make sure to get some uh, agents down to his place. Um, a bunch of death by a thousand cuts. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, I guess your, your point is that he's such a vile human being who has mm-hmm. no moral compass whatsoever, which makes it even more ironic that uh, Ivanka Trump said that she gets her moral compass from Donald Trump. Oh, from why did dad. she brag about that? Yeah, my God. That's so, yeah, I get my moral compass from Hitler. Which, yeah, <laughs> yeah, whichever way the dollar sign windsock is blowing. Yes, that's, that's right. That's where I go. Yeah, you know, my favorite guy in the world. You know who I get my moral compass from? It's this guy. Nine, nine, nine. Right. Nine, 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 nine. <laughs> you know, that's what they said when they tried to make him go to rehab. Yeah, that's right. He said, no, no. Nine, 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 nine. That first 999 was, in fact, Donald Trump. That is an actual recording of Donald Trump. The second one was Hitler. <laughs> Bar- nine, 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 Wait, wait, wait. What? The first one was Donald Trump? The fir- This is Donald Trump. Nine, nine, nine. This one is uh, an actor playing Hitler. Nine, 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 nine. And it's, you know, oh it's... Oh, my God. I, I think, I, I don't know if I can play him at the same time, but I'll, I'll try. So. Nine, 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 nine. Wow. They're virtually into I really did think that was Hitler wow. the first time. That's crazy. Well, shit. Maybe from now on, when I go to play that sound, I got to set it up. I got to set it up first. I got to say, yeah, by the way, this isn't Hitler. This is Trump. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> You're not going to let this go, are you, Bob? Order. I was just trying order. to make. Rude. Just very rude. <laughs> order. Order. Very I was just trying to set things order. up. Order. Because I have. Order. A particular respect for the connection of the artist making that song to one of our yeah. guests today. Oh, I, that wasn't and a reference to... I wanted to, to make sure the little... Yeah, I, I know it wasn't, of course. I wasn't referencing your impressive. thing. No, no, no. A little defensive, mm-hmm. are we? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course, uh, we have breaking news from CNN's Dana Bash. Multiple sources say the House Judiciary Committee is preparing to take initial steps to potentially hold Corey Lewandowski in contempt over his refusal to answer questions Finally. at this week's hearing. Thank fucking God. No kidding. Oh, yeah. give him an ankle bracelet, please. Yeah, I mean, here's my thing about this, and uh, we'll start this off before we uh, take a short break here to talk about uh, a bugger off. But, you know, um, I like have a, a great time. Shocker. Corey Lewandowski is a past bugger off bomb. <laughs> well, he's a pesky insect, so maybe these things have a segue. But regardless, uh, I'm kind of nuanced about what should have happened uh, the other day in the Judiciary Committee hearings with Corey Lewandowski. I do think that he needs to be arrested for contempt absolutely 100 no doubt about that and maybe it should have happened the same day but i don't think it should have happened during the hearing because the actual hearing itself was too valuable to be interrupted or sidetracked through some big because you know if they had if the sergeant at arms tried to haul 
uh, Corey Lewandowski off to someplace, question mark. <laughs> um, that would have been the entire story for an entire week. That would have been the whole thing. Anything that Corey Lewandowski would have said, even the questioning by Burke later on uh, for that, that great 30 minutes that he was allowed to question uh, Corey Lewandowski, even that, that would have never happened because it would have been, it, the whole thing would have been interrupted. And so seldom have mm-hmm. we actually gotten one of these rat bastards into a hearing room to answer in goddamn questions. Camera. Yeah, under oath in front of cameras on national television. So in that regard, I do think it was important to have the entire testimony and then you hold them accountable afterwards. So the fact that Jerry Nadler's moving forward with potential uh, contempt charges, I think is a valuable thing now. Maybe it should have been sooner. In the sooner, future, but, the lawyers yeah. should go first. Let the lawyers go first. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes, especially because with hostile witnesses. They know what they're doing. But as you, you know, they know how to ask a question that incriminates him. But as you saw, just, I mean, as you saw, they, the Republicans weren't playing along with that schedule. So there, there had to have been something that... Uh, was maybe negotiated beforehand where they all, Mm. where uh, Nadler and Doug Collins uh, got together and said, well, here's how we're going to uh, proceed with all of this. We're going to have a 30-minute question and answer from uh, one of our staffers. One of the lawyers Honestly, on the judiciary staff. I watched staff. the first part of the hearing with the sound down, and I just imagine that he was like telling them that he, you know, like, don't you know my seize the ark of the covenant from the Nazis? Yeah, you know, and they're like, I, I, I'm sorry, Mister Lewandowski, that that's the plot of Raiders of the Lost. Well, if he had- Do you know how many snakes I got off that goddamn plane? You know, just like, <laughs> I single handedly threw my ex flew my X wing fighter through the trenches of the Death Star and took off my targeting computers and launched a photon torpedo right down the exhaust port. It's like, Mister Lewandowski. Uh, I need you to please uh, stay out of movie plots. And, yeah. yeah just- well, I mean, if he had been that forthright, it would have been great. But he he yeah. didn't even go that far to, you know, bullshit a bunch of answers. What he did was tried every trick in the book to stall. And in fact, yesterday, for some reason, CNN put him on the air again, which was a phenomenal blunder, you fucking mm-hmm. idiots. The guy just said under oath, that he deliberately lies to the media. It is his discretion that he can just lie when he's on television all he wants. And yet CNN is going to continue to pay this guy to be an on-air analyst and invited him less than 24 hours later to be on their channel. And and here's what happened on CNN, though. I mean, this is just a great example of how Lewandowski was filibustering is they put up a graphic of an excerpt from the Mueller report. And whoever the anchor was interviewing him started reading it, and and Lewandowski goes, "Well, that's not the that's not the Mueller report. It's a digital repre- <laughs> it's a digital representation of the actual text of the Mueller report. Well, it's not the actual. It's not the Mueller report. Oh, you mean you want that you want are to- not cars? Yeah, I mean it's like saying, well, that photograph of a car isn't an actual car." Well, no right. shit, but the thing in the photograph is a, a, indeed a car, you know? The graphic yeah, is... time. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. That's and then, all they know, you know, run off the clock. Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, I, I wrote a piece about it yesterday for uh, the Banter Newsletter, and I <laughs> described Corey Lewandowski as looking like Bob Haldeman if Bob Haldeman sat down on one of his testicles. That's how kind of Corey <laughs> Lewandowski just oh uh, wound so tightly, these guys. These yeah. guys are so full of venom and anger and resentment and grievances, and they're just up their own asses and... They just can't get enough of Donald Trump. They just can't get enough of this professional flim-flam artist who for 40 years has been operating a gigantic scam in New York City, and everyone knows it. Ask anyone, anyone in New York City who has lived there for any length of time knows that Donald Trump is a gigantic, super colossal fucknut and that he has done one scam after another up there from manipulating the stock market to manipulating uh, real estate contractors and uh, construction contractors, duping people out of their money, not paying other contractors, not paying subcontractors. Well, at some point, he's he's going to get nailed. And I, I hope it's this. I hope... There are tapes of these conversations or this one conversation, whatever it is, uh, with Vladimir Putin or the prime minister of Pakistan or whatever. But something has got to happen where this guy gets caught. I mean, we got to draw the line at some point. And I, I feel like right now the White House is doing a lot of pantsing of the House Democrats 
And mm-hmm. I know they're moving forward, uh, but they've got to take a hard line here. They keep expecting the White House to act in good faith. I know. Yeah. And it is never going to happen. Well, and this is, go ahead. Well, here's my thing. Here's my thing with the Judiciary Committee specifically. Now that the impeachment process is underway, the Judiciary Committee has to maintain a level of decorum that rises up, rises above the usual argle-bargle of congressional politics. You know what I mean? Because they are now an investigatory body doing something. It's rarefied air. They are in the process of building a case for impeachment, and it has to be seen as legitimate, not just by American voters, not just by some Republicans, but by House Democrats. Uh, as, in case you haven't noticed, we don't have the votes for impeachment yet. And if it's seen as being this partisan farce, it is never going to get support on the floor of the House, among other Democrats. I mean, we still, I don't know, we still need 30% of the rest of the Democrats to sign on to this, to the whip count. And it's not what, there 134, yet. 134, right? Yeah, or 134. 134 something like yeah, that. so, and they have a, that means they've got a long way to go. That's uh, what, just a little bit more than half. And, uh, and Let's so, pretend for just a second okay. that in, this is not an actual massive government fraud trial, but a mafia trial. Yeah. Mm. How do you suppose the Capos would act on the stand? Just like this, mm. just like Lewandowski. Exactly. Yeah. If you look at the testimony mm. of if you look at the testimony of Jimmy Hoffa, that is kind of how Corey Lewandowski was behaving. But you know, here's the thing: Corey Lewandowski showed up. So at least we got some chunks right. of, well, this guy's kind of fucked. I mean, where he kind of derped his way into a few things. And so that was all valuable as far as I'm concerned. And it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have even occurred if he had been arrested mid, uh, mid-hearing. And so I understand. I mean, there's a lot of anger out there. And I get it. I'm right there with all of you. Uh, but I do think that the Judiciary Committee has to remain as as golden as Robert Mueller did throughout Mueller's investigation uh, because it has to have that legitimacy across the board. What they want us to do, they want us, the Republicans, Doug Collins, Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, Louis Gohmert, they want us to feed the trolls. They want the Democrats on the Judiciary Committee to react in accordance with their ridiculous childish behavior. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the Democrats on the Judiciary Committee do that, it's game over. Then it gets framed as being this partisan witch hunt, which it already is. But then they'll have visual aids of the Democrats confirming that ridiculous myth. I hadn't intended to get off on my little thing about the, uh, about the House Democrats, but, uh, but there it is. There it is. So uh, we'll continue with Bugger more. off bomb. Yeah, bugger, bugger off bomb. Our favorite bug repellent. They could have used some bugger off bomb with Corey Lewandowski the other day. No kidding. If you're tired of bug bites, especially if it comes from Corey Lewandowski, just bite. <laughs> that would be. That would have been. He would have like a proboscis, wouldn't he? Yeah. That's probably how he feeds. That would have been weird during the hearing the other day. That Corey Lewandowski running up to the House Democrats and just biting them. <laughs> Mr. Lewandowski, order. He's so, he's so order. bitey. Order. This order. Very rude. Very rude. Order. Order. <laughs> Shit. They're hors d'oeuvres again. Order. Right, right. But if you're tired of bug bites, real bug bites, you've come to the right spot. Buggeroffbomb.com. Uh, Buggeroffbomb was created to swear off all the pesky mosquitoes that plague us every season. Still happening right now. We're still in the summer months. It's hot as fuck here on the East Coast. Uh, so you got to make sure you have Buggeroffbomb if you're going outside for a barbecue or some sort of family event, some sort of outdoor event. It's got a straightforward ingredients list. It's got an easy-to-travel-with tin, fits in your pocket, doesn't leak out all over your crap, and it's made specifically for everyone as i said nasty chemical free no more goddamn deet fuck you deet it is kind to humans and the environment it contains two key ingredients for fighting pesky bugs that's eucalyptus and citronella is in there plus it's got soybean oil beeswax non-gmo thyme rosemary cedarwood geranium and other essential oils in there and holy hell smells way better than those chemically store-bought repellents bugger off smells clean and fresh it's not going to stain your clothing plus no more skeeter bites 
uh, just ten ninety five at buggeroffbomb.com. But use our promo code BOBC for fifteen percent off your entire order. Support this show by supporting Bugger Off Bomb and stay bug free all summer long. Again, that's buggeroffbomb.com or just click the link on the podcast page. Thank you. Full length song coming up right now. The Bob Seska Show. I'm not crying. You that are. That was live. <laughs> uh, that was one take. Yeah, that was, it was incredible. One take. Oh my God. That was yeah. Carrie Hamilton, the late Carrie Hamilton, Jody Hamilton's uh, sister, and uh, Les July in a song called Nia. Oh my God. Naya. Naya. It's called Naya. Naya. And she's she's a real person, and she's on Facebook. Oh my God. <laughs> what a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful goddamn song. Just exactly what we needed. Thank you so much, Jody, for sharing that with us. That is hey, something extra special here for uh, music on the show. I, I can't thank you enough. And uh, I mean, not just because it's your sister, but it is indeed as a standalone song. It is a beautiful, gorgeous song. And I'm honored mm-hmm. to be able to include it here on the show. And then again, on the Indie Music Countdown at the end of the month. Uh, thank you again for that. And in fact, as I, was, as I was listening to it, I thought, well, even though it is uh, Naya is a real person, I was thinking, boy, we should dedicate that to... Uh, uh, Maurice Nance and uh, yes. Malcolm Nance's late wife. I think that mm-hmm. uh, would also be appropriate there too. So, mm-hmm. and I you know, agree. I don't think I have mentioned here on the show yet uh, about Malcolm. Uh, and uh, again, uh, I, there's not a whole lot extra I can say beyond what's already been said on the Stephanie Miller show and elsewhere. But Godspeed to Malcolm. I mean, t- talk about a guy with utter strength and integrity yes. and just guts. I had. No idea. I know Malcolm personally, but I had no idea that his wife was even sick, uh, much less coming toward the end. So 
I, I just want to uh, send out a, a, a virtual uh, chuck on the shoulder, a virtual uh, uh, thank you to Malcolm Nance for continuing to stick it out and uh, fight the good fight, stay in the trenches during a, a harrowing, harrowing affair with uh, uh, battling ovarian cancer with his wife, and, and she ultimately lost that battle um, on September 11th of all days. Of all so, days. So, uh, yeah, so... Best uh, best wishes to our, our good friend Malcolm Nance, and uh, and that's it. So he streamed there. He streamed her service today. Yes, I saw that. Um, I, I, so if you yeah. go to his Facebook page, it's up there. You can still see. I believe they recorded it, and it's still up there. So if anybody wants to pay tribute to her, and, and he's, him, uh, it's I think, on his Facebook page. I think he's also uh, soliciting donations to mm-hmm. ovarian.org. I think that is yes. the uh, organization he's supporting. So. Uh, make sure, you know, if you've got some extra money to contribute to a really good cause, make sure to send some uh, by way in the name of Maurice Nance, uh, Malcolm Nance, and uh, ovarian.org. Okay. So, moving along here on the show, <sighs> I, I hear lots of sniffing from T-Rex, so I imagine yeah, what's I going on there. Yeah, we just like a five-minute break? Yeah, we can. We can, man. Yeah, absolutely. Just like... Oh, honey. The song is so beautiful. Oh, yeah, it is. And I've just been missing my mom so bad. Yeah. Um, and what the chapter of the book that I'm working on right now is all about her. And you wouldn't believe how clean my house is because <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're procrastinating. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like, I think I need to go after the grout. Um, and it's funny you do that because you know what? Sometimes when I get stressed out, I like, uh, I impulse clean. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally like. I'm thinking that like I need to form a cleaning company made entirely of writers on deadline or who are procrastinating. You know? Yeah, that'd be great. We'll just call it like ahead of the deadline cleaners. Um, you know, uh, or just yeah. just a bunch of people uh, who just stress clean. You know, mm-hmm. it's because it's like it's therapeutic all at once. You know, being cleanly and you know working out your issues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay, all right. We're good. <laughs> okay. Just send me a copy of that, Jody. I will, honey. I will um, definitely send you a copy of that. All right. But I also, I mean, like, listening to it, I was thinking about, like, when I almost died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how, like, people could be listening to my music posthumously. And it just, like, sent a big chill up my spine. It made me really glad I quit smoking again three weeks ago. Um, it's now three weeks and two days. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. One of the things, one of the conversations I had with uh, with Chez about death before, obviously, before he died, uh, was that, you know, he was really concerned about his legacy. You know, like, what, mm-hmm. how am I going to be remembered? And uh, I said, you know, <laughs> you have a gigantic body of work that is out mm-hmm. there for the public. And uh, that's what's kind of been motivating me to get his website organized because that fucking, that's a chaotic piece of shit problem right there. Well, and you've been, you've been carrying the torch. I mean, like a couple of weeks ago when you called me gay Chez, I got three different messages from people saying, Bob loves you. That is a high compliment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That is very so. true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, are you okay? Do you, do you need some more time? Do you need to... No, I'm good. Okay, you're good. Yeah. And if you don't even want to edit out that part, you can. I mean, okay. It's another episode where T Rex cries. <laughs> <laughs> He's the podcast crier. Stephanie's the radio crier. We got it all covered. Well, I'll uh, I'll I'll think about it when we go back through. But because uh, yeah. I, I I think it's important. I like to keep it as real as possible, but it's also important that, you know, we're able to use this show as a platform for almost a way of or means of therapy, kind of, in dealing with all of this bullshit of Donald Trump and everything that's going on around us. I don't know what I would do if I wasn't able to uh, uh, shout into the void uh, three, four times a week. So that's why I have a punk band. (laughs) There you go. Exactly. We started out writing these nice little acoustic things, and then the election happened, and and my friend Scott Kaufman died, and it was just like we got to plug in now. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I tell you what, why don't we uh, why don't we do the the second commercial break, and we'll come back. We'll reset with the uh, the second commercial break here, and uh, we'll come. I back. have other sad songs of Carrie's. I oh, mean, you oh, know, great, I, I yeah. can just depress everybody if you'd like. <laughs> I just sent them directly to T Rex. We'll never see him like for a week. <laughs> 
It's just yeah. be, do, be turning the light on and off in his bedroom, just listening Feverishly to Feverishly trying to blow my nose with my tongue. I mean, there's a, there's a song about a schizophrenic. I mean, I've got some good stuff that I okay. can send you. Well, good yeah. God. Go Marshall, I'm going to go grab a glass of water. Okay. Blow my nose. Back with we'll more show right, right after these words. Hey, dude. Being at the racetrack is a blast. High five! Whoa, man, uh, you can put your arm down now. What? You gonna leave me hanging? Come on, bring it in for a hug. Uh, that's okay, man. We're cool. Why, what's the matter? We're all buds, man. Uh, well, I, I hate to tell you, but I think you need to take a pit stop. What? I'm not driving a race car, man. No, pit stop. It's, uh, well, an all-natural deodorant that'll keep your pits from, uh, being the pits. Oh no, my pits are the pits. Hey, don't worry, man. Luckily, my pals over at Bubble Genius have you covered. They've created all natural stuff to help with summer stank. Everything from pit stop deodorant to cooling facial mist to talc-free body powders that leave you soft, not sweaty. Hey, cool. You said it, Bubble Genius keeps you cool all summer long. BubbleGenius.com Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Waking up next to you, what would people say? They would have found out we'd been carrying on this way. Afraid to let my feelings show, the scene looks that kill. Never wanting this to end, but scared to death it waits. Mia Montenegro. Yeah, this is a bit of a change of pace for, uh, at least compared to some of the other stuff we've played from Mia. This is an amazing song. It's just such a great pop song. I'm still thinking of the ones we left behind. <laughs> and the, uh, the hook also has kind of a uh, melancholy, wistful thing going on, which is <laughs> unintentional, I swear. By the way, you can submit your music to bobseska.com slash music. We could use some more indie music, so uh, feel free to send it on in, and we'll play it here on the show. Thank you. Okay, so some breaking news. Do we have everybody? Is everybody back? Do we have both Goth Ninjas? I'm here. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, great, great. Maybe a little froggy, but here. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's see here. We've got some breaking news. Um, the ICIG has asked the DNI for... Are you getting all these acronyms? Are we keeping all these things straight? So I'm gonna, there are a bunch of, bunch of acronyms in this one because this is a Bradley Moss tweet. One of my friends on Twitter, Bradley Moss. Uh, the ICIG has asked the DNI for permission to brief uh, the HPSCI, at least on oh the God. general nature of the WB or complaint the DNI has refused. So I'm going to read that a little more slowly without using yes. the acronyms. How about, yeah, translate it. Yes. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> yes. The Intelligence Community Inspector General has asked the Director of National Intelligence for permission to brief the Intelligence Committee, at least on the general nature of the whistleblower's complaint, and the DNI refused, the Director of National Intelligence. And this is the acting DNI has refused right. to at least give Adam Schiff and the intelligence community the general feel and sense of what the content of the whistleblower complaint might be. And uh, and I'm just trying to see if there's anything uh, interesting in this. Who is this guy? The acting intelligence, I mean, the acting DNI. Is he like the manager of the golf course at Doral or something? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, he was hesitant to do this. And remember, they skipped over the normal line of succession. Yeah, uh, as they've been doing because Donald Trump likes the actings because you don't have to, and he call he's the one who's calling them actings. By the way, mm -hmm. he doesn't like having to go to Congress to get these guys approved and confirmed. So right. he's happy to just have actings. And again, this is another bit of executive overreach that needs to be ended. I mean. Mm -hmm. There is a long list, and I'm I'm planning a whole, I don't know what, I may end up writing 5,000, 10,000 words about this at the end of the Trump uh, crisis, which will hopefully come to an end. But at the end of the Trump crisis, I, I write a whole piece about all of the things 
that need to be fixed legislatively, sort of like what happened in the 70s after Watergate. All of the things that need to be repaired and reconstructed after Donald Trump gets the fuck out of the White House uh, once and for all. And uh, this would be one of the areas where this, uh, this obstruction, these tactics where they're just not allowing any oversight whatsoever. They're just blocking any and all congressional oversight. They are ripping the gonads directly off the entire U.S. Congress with, by the way, the support of the Senate majority leader. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. it's a staggering thing to behold as it goes on. Um, meanwhile, a friend of mine posed a riddle on Facebook. He's like, you're in a sailboat with um, Mitch McConnell and, oh God, who was the other guy? Why? Oh, Justice and Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the boat begins to sink and you have one hammer. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, more is... It's like you ha- his answer was you hammer Kavanaugh to death and then you grab a piece of the one piece of weight, floating wood and you... Uh, lure Mitch McConnell onto it, and then you kill him too. Um, Secret Service is having a busy again, day. Again, uh, Georgia, not California, not the D.C. area. <laughs> Shit. Well, I didn't are, write it. <laughs> well, um, Congress isn't the only one getting deballed by Donald Trump. Uh, Trump is also suing Cy Vance, who's the district mm-hmm. attorney of Manhattan over the subpoena for Trump's tax returns. The, Trump really does not want anyone to see his tax returns. I mean, I've never seen someone behave more guilty than Donald Trump is behaving. And this has been the way it's always been. I mean, even before he, long before he even declared his candidacy for president, he was the king of who me. I mean, I, I've never seen anyone looking more staggeringly guilty of everything he's accused of. I mean, well, this is show the, everyone that he was never a billionaire. Right. Well, it's the right. origin of Trump always makes things worse for Trump. It is absolutely mm-hmm. the origin of that uh, maxim because, uh, you know, every move that he makes to wiggle out of a problem, he just looks like he's deeper in the pro- He puts himself deeper into the problem, looks more and more guilty with every move that he makes. And by the way, speaking of circling the wagons again, I, I wanted to emphasize something that I mentioned. And uh, I, I said earlier that I wrote a piece for uh, the banter, the banter newsletter uh, about the whole hearing that took place with Corey Lewandowski the other day. And I want to make sure everyone knows that there is no capital jail. It doesn't exist. It hasn't existed since 1929. It was torn down to make room for the new current. Well, not the new, but the current Supreme Court building. So if uh, Corey Lewandowski had been hauled off by the sergeant at arms, they wouldn't be able to put him in any jail because there is no jail. Uh, with Didn't there used to be a room in the basement that they used to haul people to uh, as well? I don't know, but I, I, there was a piece in Time magazine written about contempt of Congress, and they said mm-hmm. that the only real place that they could have uh, detained Corey Lewandowski was in an empty office. Like they would have had to mm-hmm. lock him into an empty office somewhere. I'm down with that. Imagine. How about a closet? Can you imagine the chaos, the the indiscriminate degree of exploding heads among um, the, the, certainly the Trump White House, but Fox News oh, Channel. Yeah. I mean, AM talk radio would just be a, a, a hailstorm of gray matter and chunks of skull because of the, I mean, it would be insane if they actually had arrested Corey Lewandowski. And yeah, I, I don't want to belabor the point here. I, I agree that. You should lock him in AOC's office. <laughs> there you go. That's now, a I perfect the, idea. I say no, the broom not closet. Not allowed to touch or alter anything. What, what, did you, what, did you, what did you say, Jody? I say Eb, just the broom closet. Yeah, easily like a broom closet. Um, I know. I'm thinking AOC's office. You know, I have this idea for a right wing prank. If I tell you guys now, it's going to be ruined, of course. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be funny to take Sade's video for when am I going to make a living from mm-hmm. way back in '82? Yeah, because she looks. Exactly like AOC in that video. Really? And like, tell the right wing that as a joke, AOC has done this video of herself lip syncing that Sade song about when am I going to make a living? Because she's like, you know, making bucks now. 
Okay. And, um, <laughs> it was only meant to be submitted among, you know, and just like totally take all identifying markers off of it and be like, look at AOC. Because the outfit that Shadi is wearing in it, completely contemporary. Mm-hmm. Go watch the video and be like, this is AOC. Yeah. And I wonder how many of them would forward it and how fast the Russian bots would get hold of it. Oh my God. Um, yeah. That would ab- right. it would absolutely happen because they don't need the truth. They don't. I mean, they don't need to, to vet their information before they spread it all around. The less vetted, the uh, the better. <laughs> that's their qualification. Oh, Let's that's, do this thing. That's been vetted. No, we don't want that. If it's been vetted for truth, we don't need that. What we need is unmitigated myth. What we need <laughs> to spread is total <laughs> fiction. Um, so, uh, cruel whimsy continues. Trump has reversed uh, California's emissions waiver. Uh, Trump administration is mm. revoking California's federal waiver on emissions in order to produce far less expensive cars for the consumer. Yeah. This is Donald Trump saying this, by the mm-hmm. way, in a tweet, mm-hmm. while at the same time making the cars substantially safer. Like Donald Trump no. wants like a car like no. my uncle Robert had in 1973, like a Cadillac that's basically the size of my entire apartment building. I mean, that it's, again, it's part of the what? Make America Great. Why can't we have giant steel cars? <laughs> Like, well, uh, you know, I, I remember as yeah. a kid in Los Angeles going to school and third stage smog alerts. Oh, we yeah. haven't had one of those. I mean, I think we had a third stage smog alert once in the last 15 years, maybe wow. twice. And it's because of our pollution standards. It's because of what we've done to help clean it. Because I remember we couldn't go outside when I was a kid. Yeah, on a third that was stage the thing alert. about Los Angeles in the South when you talked about going. Funny, no one ever said it about Hollywood, but when they're like, you know, in Los Angeles, sometimes the school children have to wear like handkerchiefs over their noses and mouths yeah. to protect themselves from the smog. Yeah. I mean, the joke when I moved to Hawaii was, I don't trust air, I can't see. Because um, you don't know what's in it. Uh, at least I know what I'm in- inhaling. But I mean, it was, I mean, the brown cloud over Denver, too. I mean, even Colorado had to do that because of that. Honolulu had to do that. Oh, yeah. Because if there's no trade winds, Honolulu has terrible smog. Oh, so, right. I mean, it's like, yeah, it, luckily they have trade winds most of the time, but mm-hmm. I've been on Oahu where the trades are n- no nowhere to be seen. And if you're up on Diamond Head, you can see a brown cloud right over the city. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, it's terrible. So it's like uh, for him to even the the audacity and and the just like seriously, dude, you want to kill us? Yeah. You were just in town. Do you really want to do that to your donors? Well, again, this is something that's done just for effect. This is again yeah. a this is more fluffing for the red hats is what this mm-hmm. is. This has no applicable effect whatsoever. <laughs> you know, the, right. some of the car makers are already saying that they're with California. Uh, they're not going to change their emission standards, regardless yeah, of what. I mean, what Donald is he going to do? What is what is he going to do? Stop them from doing something good for their own business? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of like he's demanded the return of the buggy whip. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, again, this is like this is an old man who's wistful for the way things were when he was eighteen years old. I mean, that's you have an entire generation of people who are are kind of like that, and and they're all Donald Trump supporters right now who are mm-hmm. just terrified of of what they're observing in the world. You know, progress and tolerance, and you know, clean air. It's just like, oh, we can't have any mm-hmm. of that because it wasn't that way in the Leave It to Beaver utopia of the nineteen fifties. So, Mm -hmm. hence all of these disgusting, awful things. And, you know, the added bonus of Donald Trump reversing anything that Barack Obama did, uh, including reducing the deficit. (laughs) Donald Trump's adding to the deficit because Barack Obama, of course, cut the deficit by nearly a trillion dollars. But the good news on this... I hope the Democrats will remember this when when they start actually creating social programs and the Republicans start screaming about the deficit that they will for once turn around and be like, bitch, what you talking about? Well, that, that, that absolutely happened in 2009 and 2010. It happened in 2009, 2010, because, uh, you know, they forgot who it was. There was a whole debate. And even in many circumstances, the Republicans were deliberately confusing the debt for the deficit where they were saying they were quoting the the national debt. And they were saying that number was the actual deficit. And they didn't get that. They they deliberately scrambled all of those things to make it just Mm -hmm. seem like Barack Obama was going to spend us into oblivion. Turns out Barack Obama cut the deficit by a trillion dollars. Donald Trump has added uh, $600 billion to the deficit. We're back right Mm -hmm. into the range that we were in 2009 before Obama cut the deficit. But going back to the California thing, Gavin Newsom, thank God, is now suing uh, the Trump administration over this. And uh, I 
assume he's he's going to be victorious in that. And if he's not, it's not really going to ultimately matter because the automakers are with California anyway. Because really, what what the motivation is for the auto manufacturers is, well, we have to sell cars to the largest car state in the country. You know, they're not going to make a non-polluting car for California and then make the same car polluting for Illinois. They're going to make one what? non-polluting car. He thinks that for he could California. do what Texas did with textbooks for cars. Well, well yeah. I mean, the thing is, don't uh, aren't there at least another eleven or twelve states that have similar standards as California? So, yeah. I mean, that's that's also these other states that he's not talking about. Uh, that's millions and millions of cars to be produced in haphazard that, that makes no sense financially for any of yeah. the automakers out there well it's it's market forces once again market forces yeah. are maybe going to save the planet or save I the human so. beings i should say save the human beings on the planet. planet's going to be fine human beings are fucked if, if donald trump right. has yeah, his way yeah but uh yeah I mean, this is a matter of auto manufacturers seeing the writing on the wall knowing yeah. that people want more fuel efficient cars cleaner mm-hmm. uh cleaner machinery and so they're going to manufacture that for mm-hmm. the people who are demanding it including millions of car buyers in california mm-hmm. and so therefore because there were millions of car buyers in california who want clean burning uh fuel and so on uh the automakers are going to make clean burning cars that are going to be sold all across the country, regardless of what Donald Trump says or does. Uh, I hope I'm getting this right. I hope this doesn't mean necessarily that California or that the automakers can't do that, but I assume that they can still do it based on, you know, their own volition. They don't, they don't need the go ahead from someone. They're just doing it because they understand that they got to sell cars in California. Exactly. All right, that is the show today. Uh, what an interesting and fascinating show it was. Um, you can, of course, listen to the From the Bunker podcast with Jody Hamilton at uh, sexyliberal.com, also at from the bunker.com. Uh, new episode is new episode out yesterday. Was it Tuesdays. A new one? Tuesdays, yes. On Tuesdays. Yes, exactly. And then, of course, uh, the T Rex Support at patreon.com slash the T Rex Support. That is David Ferguson's podcast and all of his writing over there. Make sure you support all of these fine shows, as well as the entire Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. That is uh, Stephanie Miller's Happy Hour. Uh, let's see what else. I'm scrolling rapidly to my copy here. Uh, Jody Hamilton's From the Bunker Podcast, Randy Rhodes After Hours, Stephanie Miller's Happy Hour, Dino Badala's I Want to Be Your Muslim Friend, Sanity with John Fugelsang. The Final Word with Frangelo, The Great Rude Pundit, Proud Resister, Dana Goldberg, and everyone else, Cubby and Annette, and everyone else in the Mickey Mouse Club. (laughs) That's at SexyLiberal.com. Make sure to give everybody a five-star rating and review. Thank you for doing that on Apple Podcasts. And that's it for the show. Postmortem shows coming up next on our Patreon page, BobSuskaShow.com. Yes, you can also support my show, too. Thank you. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Stephanie Miller, America's original sexy liberal, if you don't count Miller Fillmore. Come join us for the Happy Hour podcast. You're probably already doing plenty of drinking and swearing with this stain of a president in office. Well, join me and my celebrity and comedian friends for a raunchy, uncensored ride through politics and pop culture. Pants optional.